This is the Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast as a service to the Nebraska Greats Foundation, which serves former collegiate athletes facing medical needs and financial challenges. Your tax-deductible contribution will change the life of a former college sports hero. Please give online at negreats.org. And now, here's your host, Brett Wetton. Welcome to the Nebraska Greats Foundation. I'm your illustrious host, Brett Wetton. I am joined again uh, by Mr. Adam Carricker, first-round draft pick, famous Husker, NFLer, um, and Adam. Thanks for joining the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, as you know, man, Nebraska Foundation, you've been a great supporter of it, and we take care of any former Nebraska student athlete from any of the colleges or universities that have a medical or financial need, and we've been doing that for a while now. We're grateful for your support. So, what I'm really interested in talking about with you today, uh, Adam, is really about Carricker Live. I mean, I see this thing everywhere. It's on Facebook. It's just it's just after each game and before game. I just love it as a former player. And uh, even though I'm an offensive player and you're a defensive player, like we get all past that here in retirement. But how did Character Live come into existence? Would you kind of walk us through that? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the condensed of a much longer version. I used to hate public speaking growing up. It like terrified me. My dad always tried to get me to take speaking classes or speech classes, and I ran the other direction. So as I started doing some of my shows, I started to discover that I actually liked it. And then I started getting invited to do speaking engagements. And I looked at my wife and I was like, I, I want nothing to do with this. Uh, but it's kind of one of those things where if you got something, I don't know that I was scared of it. I would just get really nervous and I really don't want to do it. I was like, I, I like to face those things head on. Okay. Uh, I'm not a fan of the, the deep sea, deep water. So I once did helmet diving. If you ever know what that is, you put on a helmet, you can go down, you can walk on the bottom of the ocean. My head is really, really big. The thing fogged up. So that didn't go phenomenally well. Uh, I was the first one out of the water. Cause I was like, no, nope, this ain't what I signed up for. Nobody else's helmets doing this. My big freaking head is causing problems. But anyways, so I started doing some of the speaking engagements and I just discovered, I liked it. And also what I like is the live element. Like my show character chronicles is pre-recorded, which obviously has pluses to me. The minus is there's no unpredictability. There's no interaction. There's no crowd. And so I went to Omaha world Herald. I said, I want to do a show called character live. I want to go live. I want to interact. I want to see what happens. I want to just, they're, uh, they're great. They've been awesome, but they're not the most technically advanced group on planet earth. They say, we don't have the technology to do this. And I said, well, I do. It's called Facebook. It's called going live. <laughs> and so I just started doing it on Sunday nights. Um, and I, I really enjoy it because I, I love doing the character chronicles. I probably enjoy this even more because I don't know what people are going to say. Comments are coming in. I don't know what they're going to say. Half the show relies on responding to comments. It's that way by design. You know, I have no idea if the comment in front of me is going to be good, bad or not. I try to go through quickly, but it's the unpredictability. It's the live aspect that I enjoy. And it's also, you know, getting to interact with the fans. That's not something I can do in very many platforms. Well, look, I mean, Adam, you have your own flavor to it. And I think that's probably why And I didn't know you before Character Live. I mean, I've watched you from afar, but you just have a certain twist to it, a certain flavor to it. I think I think is really uh, people gravitate towards. And look, it doesn't hurt that you played for so long. Right. I mean, do you feel like that's a big a big reason maybe why people are attracted to it? Because, you know, the game so well. So I would like to think that in the beginning, people, you know, remember when I played and they're, you know, hopefully that sparks some interest. 
I would like to think that as time has gone on, they enjoy the show itself. Like when I go back to Nebraska game, when I went back at first, before I started the show, people would reference, you know, my career, things of that nature. That was awesome. After the show had been going on for a while, people would be like, oh, I've watched your show. They wouldn't even reference my career. I take that as a compliment because that means they enjoy the show itself, not just, you know, what is it? 15 years ago when I was playing, because that, that fades. You know, am I actually doing a good job or not? So to me, that's what I like hearing now is, hey, I enjoy your show. And they never even bring up my career, which to me is a good sign. Well, so, I mean, so here's what I hear you saying. And all of us are certainly we have, you know, some fear of public speaking. We kind of get over it. So you get over your fear of public speaking. You go into a Facebook live show where you're reading and kind of filtering the comments in real time. Is that stressful at first? Or I'm sure people do. I'm sure you've got buddies throwing, you know what? I'm going to start doing this to you. I'm going to start just throwing in the craziest stuff just to throw you off. But how did that, how was that for you in the beginning? So in the very beginning, I wouldn't really prepare for the show. I would just sit down and I totally relied on comments. Um, as the show went on, I was like, you know, I think the, I, this show is still going to rely on comments. That's and reinteracting and the live and the fan element. That's the premise behind it. Otherwise, I can just do the chronicles and pre-record everything. But I was like, I should probably prepare more. Like, I was prepared to answer questions, but come with topics I already want to talk about. And so it's kind of become probably 60-40. 60% comments, 40% stuff I've come prepared for, um, which makes it easier. If there aren't comments that I, I feel are good or I want to address or talk about, I've got stuff to talk about. I'm pretty good at flapping my gums on the fly anyway, so that helps. You know, sometimes I'll read a comment out loud without reading it beforehand, because most of the time Husker fans are pretty trustworthy. It's going to be a good comment. There's been a few times where I've been like, mm, probably shouldn't have read that. Or I'll give an instantaneous reaction like, well, that comment was dumb. Let's move on. You know, so I kind of like that, though, because, you know, it's, it's raw. Like I always put character live and I always put raw in the hashtag. Like that's the raw element of it. Well, and the genius of what you're doing, too, is you make people feel like they're a part of your show, right? I mean, how many of the pundits on TV do we only listen to? There's no two-way kind of interaction. So I think one of the geniuses of that, and again, I've gotten to know you, so and, and I like you. So it's like, you know, I think that's really smart of you to, to incorporate people. So let's move on to kind of the, the, the so the second segment of this is going to just talking about, you know, We've got, what is character life? So like, so what is this, what is this uh, kind of morphed into in your life? Because you've been doing it for how long now, Adam? Uh, actually, I just went through 18, 19, 20, 24 years. Four years. So what is it to you now, right? Now you, you've gotten through the public speaking part of it. You're getting the comments. You're not doing show prop necessarily. You're trying to incorporate the 64 thing you just spoke of. But what is it to you now and, and, what, and what's going on with it? So to what it is to me now. So every time I do a speaking gig, I always save the last 15 minutes for question and answer. To me, it's the last 15 minutes when I ask for a question and answer just extended onto the internet for 45 minutes. So to me, that's almost what it is. And it's fun because people like signing day. I didn't do a character live show this year on signing day. I've done it for the past three. It's the first year I haven't. Uh, if I'm just being honest, I had a million things going on. Signing day was kind of like ho-hum this year. And I'll be honest, I kind of forgot to do it because I had so much going on. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to do one. But I got reminded because people were tweeting and Facebooking and, and asking me about it. So to me, it's an interaction with the fans. It's that Q&A um, interaction with the fans that I would have loved as a kid. 
that I hope people enjoy now. So to me, it's that last 15 minutes when I'm done flapping my gums, doing my speaking, uh, public speaking, and then people get to just ask me questions and pepper me. And so, so, so what's the, on the family side of this? So at home, you know, obviously you, you have more of a schedule this now, but you know, you've been doing it for, uh, for quite some time now. So what's that like at home? Does Angie involved with you, your wife, uh, your kids jump? I, I know your kids have been on there a little bit, I believe if I remember some of them, but h- how's that interaction going? The kids have been on to character live a couple of times. So I sometimes not, about every other year it's challenging with black friday but i'll i'll actually sit down and i will call the iowa game on my facebook page and it's a four-hour live broadcast just like i was an announcer for the game there's been a couple times i gotta use the bathroom so jacob would step in and he would do it you know and and then people seem to enjoy that so they have been on a couple times my wife does all the technological stuff which it's not extremely advanced right now with character live that's that's the beauty of the simplicity and rawness of it but there are times when we've done more than others and she, any of the technological stuff, she is the one absolutely doing it. I do have my phone right in front of me on vibrate because I don't see a lot of comments. And so she'll kind of keep an eye like, Hey, this comment or this question keeps getting asked by numerous people and she'll text it to me and then I can address it. So I try to answer the most frequently asked answered questions. Uh, sometimes like my son, Jacob, Typically, we'll stay up and watch it, and he'll he'll type in a, you know a question for me to answer or something like that too. How cool is that to have them kind of in the background helping? And then yeah, Jacob, I met Jacob here this past year. Uh, how, how cool is that though? Oh, it's awesome! Family. Yeah, um, the kids love coming on. Like when I do the prediction shows, you know, game prediction shows during the Chronicles for the season, they love giving their predictions. They love coming on. There are unaired. Character Live and Character Chronicle shows that are just my kids that have never made it to air, uh, but they like <laughs> to do their own recordings and episodes sometimes, so they definitely enjoy that. Okay, so let's just turn this just a little bit in the segment here to talk about. So obviously, you've played with a lot of guys. You know, you know Coach Scott Frost. You know Trev Albert that's coming in now. You know, and 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 we all have our opinions and we pontificate and to use your term, you know, flapping our gums. Uh, do, do you run into those guys? Uh, do, do you get feedback privately from any of them? And um, and how does that go? Because you know these things can sometimes be interesting, right? Oh, it's very interesting. So, uh, I mean, there's been numerous times, but I'll, I'll give you an example of my – when I got to D.C., there were some people who were not excited that I was going there. They're like, he's just going to come here and ride the bench. Um, luckily I was able to earn the starting job and I actually supplanted the guy who had been starting. Um, and some people weren't happy about that. And there wasn't a lot of nice things wrote before my first game I ever started in DC. And there was one guy, one media member who actually wrote something positive. And the next time I saw him in the locker room, he asked for an interview with me. I was like, hell yeah, I'll talk to you any day of the week. Everybody else. I can't do it here, but I mean, I give him a little hand. I didn't do it, but I wanted to, you know what I mean? So now being on the flip side of that, I know how players look at that and how they feel. And so to me, the only thing I ever asked for as a player, I didn't like misinterpretations. I didn't, I hated partial quotes. I hated clickbait and I hated misleading information, which technically is accurate, but you took it a different direction. Correct. So to me, if you don't like what I'm saying, because I I follow, try to follow those guidelines. I'm going to be as accurate as I can. I'm not going to mislead. I'm not going to try to clickbait. I'm simply going to give my opinion. If you got pancaked, I'm going to point out that you got 
pancaked. If you were pancaking the guy, I'll point that out too. As long as I don't mislead or misinform, hey, if you don't like what I'm talking about, change what you're doing on the field. But that does create an interesting dynamic because dynamic because when I do go to the building, uh, most everybody's really, really friendly and receptive and excited, and I'm excited to see them. But I can always tell some people don't watch the show. So if I said something negative and they're friendly, I'm like, well, clearly they haven't watched the show or they actually know how to receive this. Yeah. But there are some folks, they're grouchy when they see me. And again, I'm un because I'm not trying to mislead or misinform or partially quote. You're just not handling the truth. If I was doing it differently, I'd feel different about your response. And so to me, uh, I get it, but you got to be able to handle the honest truth. I, I, I mean, Troy Walters, I have no idea what happened here. Cause when I first, I grew up watching him at Stanford. I grew up in state of Washington. I watched him win the Blitnikoff and I watched him lead Stanford to the Rose Bowl versus Wisconsin. You know, I was a big fan of his, especially being a smaller stature guy. To me, that was very impressive. So when he got hired here, I knew all about Troy Walters. And, man, every time he saw me, he was excited. We'd chat. You know, I kind of informed him. I grew up in Pac-10 country at the time. And then all of a sudden, there was a summer lineman camp, okay? And I was invited to be one of the instructors, like myself, Rob Zadica, some of the other guys. Yeah. And he just – he was very unfriendly, very aloof, gave me the limpest handshake, and I, one time I caught him staring at me from afar and I was like, man, what is his problem? He clearly had an issue with me, by the way, after he left and went to the Bengals or he left Nebraska, it wasn't 10 minutes later. And he unfollowed me on Twitter. I still to this day do not know what the issue was. The only thing I can figure out is again, I said the truth. So he was wide receivers, coach, offensive coordinator, right? What does, okay. Up until now, so this season, Mark Whipple getting here. What does Nebraska's offensive coordinator do? Like, what do they do? Scott Frost calls the play. Scott Frost is the offensive coordinator. I pointed that out a couple of times. That's the only thing I can figure out that might have made him mad. But that's just one example. Um, and I don't point out a lot of examples. Uh, but that is the one because it was – there's literally nothing else that could have ever made him mad. And if that's what made him mad, then he needs to not be hypersensitive. So Yeah, no, I agree with you. But it's an interesting dynamic because now you're kind of on the other side of this. And, again, I think it, you have a lot of credibility because you played for so long. And, I mean, like you're a first-round draft pick, man. I mean, th those people are not hanging around on the street. And, um, and so it's just interesting. So, so as, as you know, you know, Husker Nation has been, you know, hasn't necessarily been um, – probably happy with the results. We're so close, but we can, especially this last year, we're so close to these games. We can't get it over and, and realize the tide's moving in the right direction. At least we hope so. And now we have all this mix up. Is it, has it been pretty apparent to you uh, during your character life shows that that, that comes through and people are like, man, we got to get back to the glory days. And I guess the question is, you know, how do you, how do you sift through that? How do you, how do you, um, how do you address that? And do you notice that quite often? So it's interesting because you either get the really supportive comments and people who are back in frost, or you get the people who are like, this is awful. Frost is awful. Get him out. Like there's very little middle ground, hardly ever in the middle. Um, and you know, you know, the toughest times were when Riley was the coach, there was times I would literally come on and I'd be like, I have Ange, I have no idea like what to say, because I'm going to be honest. Yet at the same time, I'm not going to bury the program. And it was, that was tough. You know, and with Frost, it's still tough. But he's been given more grace than Riley ever was. He's been given more grace than any coach has. 
um, rightfully or not. And I do think everyone wants him to work out. I think it's much better for Nebraska if he works out. So I get it and I understand it. Um, to me, you get both sides of the fence. And I've always said, I'm going to be honest. It's been awful so far. Yeah, we had some games that were really close. I hate his demeanor on the sideline. He looks beaten down and defeated and perplexed half the time. I think that rubs off on the players. You can't tell me that doesn't make a difference in the fourth quarter when we keep losing. At the same time, he needs five years. And and I've explained why. So to me, I kind of had an easier, I don't want to say out, but I could say no matter what happens, he needs five years. That being said, he's been awful so far. So it's like I'm not burying him, and I can be honest at the same time. And it's all honesty because I've always said he needs five years. Um, now, I will say this. This is year five. It's time. I don't know about year six unless year five goes better. So it's a little different this year. It is a little different. There's a lot of a lot of shakeups and, and new coaches and players and Martinez left. So it's just really interesting. So let's transition this last segment. And I realize we've talked about a few of these things. I, I, again, I just go back to – you know, and the question is, you know, why do fans uh, love character lives so much? It's like, you know, it just seems like people gravitate. I mean, give us a sense of like how many people are, are following you and watching this throughout a year, Adam? Well, I'm hoping that people enjoy it because, you know, there's. I'm hoping there's some credibility to what I say. I hope people feel like they can trust whether I'm right or wrong. You know, what I mean by credibility is more I, I hope people trust that I'm giving my honest opinion. It, like I said, it's not clickbait. It's not, hey, and I'm not bashing anybody who played with Frost, but it's got to be harder for them to, to be like, hey, this is terrible. You know, where it's maybe it's a little easier for me. If Zach Taylor was the coach and he was struggling, it would be harder for me as a former teammate. So I hope that and you can trust what guys like Damon Benning are saying and Rob Zadiska. You know, I'm just saying that it's a little difficult, more difficult for guys like them. And I actually, Rob graduated a year before Frost get there. So there is no connection, but you get my point. Yeah. For me, I hope people feel like they can trust what I'm saying, whether they agree with it or not, whether I'm right or wrong or not. And I, I think it's kind of like a peek behind the curtain. You know, you get the, the ability to see someone live, to see someone doing it now. It wasn't pre-recorded. It wasn't edited. It's very raw. Um, and I can interact with this individual and I I'm hoping that that's some of the allure to it. So some of the typical numbers. So here's how I kind of gauge that when I go on YouTube and I look at my Chronicle shows right now, like I have a number in my head. Okay. That tells me, Hey, either people like this show and were interested or they weren't. And I got to change or do something or be, be more interesting. It's the same thing with character live. The number I have in my head based on kind of the averages of the views of the shows like the peak amount of views I think I've ever gotten was 124,000 views in a particular show. And I think it was 2020. I think the worst is about 50,000. Um, that being said, most shows hover right around 60, 70. So kind of the unwritten goal in my head is like 66, 67,000. I'm going to pause you, Adam. Hold on a second. So, and, and I, I know some of these numbers. So, I mean, let's just play that back again. 50,000. At kind of a lower end and 124,000 for one show. That's actual people tuning into you. Like, how does that impact you? Does that impact you? Are you, are you just like, Oh my goodness. So like, what, how does that make you feel? It's a lot of people, Adam. It makes me feel like people are enjoying the show. Um, there's a lot of Husker fans out there, which is cool. That being said, you know, Nebraska doesn't have the highest populated state 
state in the world, which is completely fine with me. So that's a pretty good ratio, in my opinion. Uh, the other thing that I really enjoy is the interaction. Like, Character Life always has way more comments than likes, which I think means people like the show to the point where they're not just going to hit the like button, they're going to interact. So there's always about a two to one, even three or four to one ratio on comments versus likes. Um, and I mean, if you look at from an advertiser or a sponsor uh, interest level, that's really what they want to see. If I'm being honest with you, they want the interaction. Oh, hey, I saw I don't do Budweiser because my kids come on the show, but I saw Budweiser in the back for a tenth of a second doesn't mean much. But I'm interacting and I'm talking about it. And now I know I've been staring at this show for like, who knows, 30 minutes, whatever. You know, that means people are, are tuning in a little bit longer. So to me, that's a good thing. Well, I know you have a lot of influence. And so as we kind of tally up all the views, I mean, in a year, you know, give, give, give me a give me an idea. What, what are we talking about? How many views do you think in a year on an average year? Uh, the, the goal. So where I came, Not the up goal, with, I want to know what, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me the, the ballpark. So where I came up with 66 or 67 was if you multiply that by what is it? 14, 15 shows. I typically do a year. That's a million views. And that seemed like a reasonable goal to make without trying to be over the top with things. I just said, look, I, I, I congratulate you on that because I think, you know, as we said earlier that, you know, fans can interact with you. You have a lot of credibility. And honestly, Adam, the more I think about it, you remind me of Joe Rogan and people say, well, Joe Rogan is just like, why is this guy so good? And what, what I realized what I like about him is the same thing I like about you. And that is you're giving your honest opinion and, 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 and you're, uh, you have credibility and you've looked at the knowledge. So I'm not, I'm not trying to pat you in the back too hard here, but I just think there's something so genuine about that. And it really hits home with Nebraskans. Cause I think wherever they are in the world, um, you know, Nebraskans are really great people. We take care of people uh, and, and take care of each other. And we love our freaking football, man. We're just, it's in our blood. And I just, what, what, what's your reaction to when I say that? That you can remind me of Joe Rogan and, 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 and how people, and how you're just so honest and credible about things. Well, I appreciate that. I, I hope that's what I'm hoping people feel they're getting from me is, is honesty. You know, I'm not trying to push a narrative or push something. I think, you know, we're not going to go too far into the weeds here, but I think that's what hurts certain news outlets is they're clearly trying to push one side of the argument whether it's the left or it's the right, very rarely do you hear anyone just talk down the middle. And sometimes it's left and sometimes it's right because that's how an honest opinion would be. And I think, you know, that's kind of, like you said, that's what helps Joe Rogan. And that's just what I'm trying to be. Like there might be times that I make, you know, if football had a left crowd, I would make the left crowd right, mad or I'd make the right crowd mad or the right crowd would be happy or the left crowd would be happy or down the middle or whatever the case may be. Cause that's kind of how honest talk goes. So um, I appreciate that. Well, and people, I mean, people also have their belief system, which you're pointing out, and they're not going to apologize for it. Just like I don't, I don't, this is one of the things I like about it. you're not going to apologize. You're not trying to hurt somebody's feelings, but hey, this is an opinion show. And this is my opinion. Take it or leave it. And so I think, you know, obviously we're going to, we're going to keep following you. And you've been such a great supporter of the Brass Greats Foundation. And, um, and I don't know, we're just so excited for you, man. When I, I still, it's still um, stammering to me in a really great way. Over a million views uh, of people checking in with you, and you have the right recipe. It's just, I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. So I guess this kind of, we, we wrap this up here a little bit. You know, Adam, I mean, what's, so what are you looking forward to next year with Character Live? Anything, it's the same recipe moving forward, anything we need to be aware of? Because uh, I know I'll be tuning in. 
Oh man, just continue. You know what I'm looking forward to talking about wins. How about that? That that would be the first thing I'd be looking forward to is talking about some wins. That would be great. Uh, it would make me happy as a fan, as a proud alum, and someone who can be. I'm excited to talk Husker football, but it is challenging sometimes right now, and has been. It would be so much more easy and ex- even more exciting if I could talk about some wins. Uh, on a side note. Um, Right now, I have a co-sponsor for the show. I'm looking for another co-sponsor. So if anybody's interested, you could hit me up. Well, there you have it. Uh, Adam, I can't thank you. Uh, Adam Carriker here, uh, first-round draft pick, famous Husker, NFLer, Carriker Live, Carriker Chronicles. Check it out. It's awesome. I'll be. I'll continue watching it and, and sharing it as much as I can, Adam. We can't thank you enough at the Nebraska Greats Foundation for coming out today and, and, and doing our podcast with us, man. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for having me, man, anytime. This has been Nebraska Greats, a weekly podcast serving the Nebraska Greats Foundation. You can find each episode on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please give generously to serve Nebraska's former sports heroes in need at anygreats.org. And be sure to follow the Any Greats on Facebook and Twitter.